What's going on, everybody? Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Marley, and welcome back to The Writer's Block. This is the podcast where we explore the thoughts, the conversations happening between the songs that ultimately inspire the music. Look, I want this to be a chance for artists of any medium to take a step back, find new inspiration, and hop back to it. Hopefully, this podcast gets you out of that rut that we call The Writer's Block. Like I said, my name is Marley. Um, Today is Wednesday. Again, it's about 7 o'clock. It's a beautiful morning. I'm sitting in my studio. I'm looking outside. Um, I can see trees, fields of green, uh, red roses too. (laughs) Anyway, uh, today's topic, we're talking about authenticity. It's one of the things that uh, I think is a driving force in any art. You have to be authentic. Um, But I also think it's a difficult thing. I don't know why. Well, now I do, or at least I think I do. I've theorized and um, I've hypothesized as to why authenticity is such a difficult thing to pull off. True, true authenticity. Um, and, and why it's so important to art. You know, can you really be an artist without authenticity? I don't think so myself, but, you know, you guys decide. We're going to kick it off with a definition of what authenticity is. Now, look, this is the actual factual definition of authenticity. It is the state of being authentic. Super confusing, right? I hate when definitions are like the, the, the root word. That's crazy to me. So I had to look up what authentic is. Authentic is of the undisputed, sorry, give me a second, here we go, we try it again, authentic, oh my gosh, okay, authentic is of undisputed origin or genuine, so authenticity is the state of undisputed origin or genuine, no, genuineness, it's the state of being of undisputed origin or genuine, There we go. That is exactly what authenticity is. To me, it's when you're true to your own personality. You're true to your own values. You're true to your your own spirit, regardless of what the world is saying, regardless of the pressure that you're under to act differently than who you are. It's knowing yourself. It's owning yourself. It's being yourself, right? Um, And it is difficult, but first... Just breaking down a little bit of what I guess I mean personally by like knowing yourself, owning yourself. I think that's a huge, uh, I guess, mantra. It's a really accurate mantra um, as far as authenticity goes, right? Like knowing yourself is just being aware of you, your personality, your values, your needs. You know what you want and what you don't want, right? And that's important. I know. For me, in in making music, very simple things like when it comes down to the the instruments and instrumentals that I use, um, you know, knowing exactly what I want to hear. There's been times where I've been in the studio and have gone through hundreds of songs, beats, instrumentals, and I didn't choose them. You know, it's been nights where literally I've been in the studio. And didn't, after perusing, after going through a plethora of, of, of music, 
I just didn't choose any of them. Um, and I think that's okay. I think it's all in knowing what I want in that moment. Um, and I think that that's part of being authentic, especially when it comes to my art, which is music. Now for you, I don't know what it may be, you know, drawing, it may be a certain palette of colors. It's also the boldness, right? To paint what you want, to draw what you want, to say what you want. Um, I know for me sometimes in music, it gets really, really, really difficult. Um, and we'll go more into difficulty in a second, but uh, it gets difficult because I don't want to offend people. I don't want people to look at me different. I don't want, um, I don't want to pop the bubble of who people think I am. Right? I think we all have this mask. We present ourselves a certain way to certain people, and part of that is, to be honest, survival. And like I said, we'll go into that in a second, but. Um, part of it is survival, um, but part of it, for me at least, is fear, right? It it all comes down to this, This I know the last episode we talked about fear. It all comes down to this, this fear, right? And and why are we so afraid? I don't, I don't know, because we all feel these same emotions. We all feel, um, we're all human. We all go through the same experiences. Now, the degree in which you experience certain things changes, right? But We've all been sad. We've all been happy. We've all been angry. Like the root of any emotion, um, any experience we have, it's all the same. So why why are we so uh, afraid of that? Um, owning yourself, right? To me, that means that you can trust yourself, right? You can trust what your opinions are, what you think, your choices, how you behave, how you act, how how you present yourself, right? You can trust that, um, and that's a whole other pandora's box you know in order to or how does one begin to trust oneself uh for me i think it's just sitting down meditating being quiet you know getting getting to know you um because if you don't know you how can you even trust you right um and and beginning to trust yourself i think that just comes by doing you know you you have these thoughts of what it is you like, what it is you don't like, that's you getting to know yourself, right? But trusting yourself is is accepting that. It's it's being okay with it. You know what I mean? It's it's saying, all right, um, matter of fact, here we go. Good example. It's a it's a muscle, right? So going back to the music example for me, when I'm choosing songs and I'm going through these selections. Um, and, and like I said, it's sometimes I sit and go through 30, 40, 50 songs and I'm like, nah, I don't like them. Well, I trust myself and the way that I ended up trusting those choices is through doing it because I did it because I, I took the time to say, no, I don't like this. And, and no, I don't like that. When I do find the ones that I like, they come out great. And that thought of knowing myself is reinforced, and to me, that creates the trust, right? The trust comes by doing. It comes by leaning on that that first step of knowing yourself. And I think once you move into that, once you dive more into the the knowing of yourself, I think that's where you begin to to really build the trust. And then finally, the last step is being yourself, right? 
that is a, a little more different or a, a little different. Jeez, I can't talk this morning. It encompasses uh, or ent- entails that you behave in a way that is consistent with your personality, your values, your needs, right? You don't let yourself be influenced by other people, their expectations, right? So that's the last step of it. I heard somebody say once, like, knowing is one thing, right? But being is a total other thing. Obviously, I mean, go with me here, okay? Obviously, that is true. (laughs) We know that. But here's what I mean. You can know that you're an artist all you want. You can have the theory of, oh, my gosh, I'm a great painter, or, oh, my gosh, my photography is amazing, or my videography, or I'm creating cinematic experiences, but, or music, you know, like you can think you're the best or no, you can know that you're the best recording artist in the world. But until you actually make a song, you can't be the best recording artist in the world. Until you put pen to paper, pencil to paper, whatever, charcoal, you know, whatever you're doing when you're drawing, you can't be the best artist. You can't be it until you be it, right? You, you can know it all you want, but you can't be until you take action, right? And, and it's the same thing with authenticity. You can know you're authentic. You can know yourself, but until you begin to trust yourself and until you actually behave in accordance with your personality, your values, your needs, right? And you're not influenced by other people. Until you do that, you can't be authentic. I think that's amazing, right? Um, now, of course, all of this is easy to say. But it's very difficult to do. It can be extremely difficult to do. And, and there's a whole bunch of reasons as to why it's difficult. Um, I think artists are a special case anyway. Um, and first of all, I do believe that we're all artists. I do believe that we are all creators. Um, simply because I think that we were made in God's image, and God is a creator. So I'm talking to everybody, but those who actually practice art, those who are being artists, I think it's very difficult for artists sometimes to be authentic. Um, Emma White says that if we want to live authentically, we need to be prepared to sit with the feelings of discomfort for a bit, because it is only when we step out of our comfort zone that we can challenge these beliefs and move forward on the route of authenticity. Let that sit in for a second. Let it set in for just a second, right? So many people are not willing to sit with the discomfort. A lot of people aren't willing to sit with themselves. I think about the pandemic. For me, that was a time where I literally had to sit, everybody, we had to sit with ourselves. I mean, if you had a family in the house, then obviously you were able to sit around them. And and for a while, maybe you weren't. Maybe maybe everybody was holed up in their own rooms, you, you know. But that was a time where we all sat with ourselves. We all sat with our thoughts and and desires and our flaws. You know, but for the most part, well, during that time we had to. But for the most part, we don't choose that. Our world is so fast paced. We're all, you know, engaged in this rat race. And we just don't even, for some of us, have the time to do that. 
For others, it's, it's the willingness. You may have the time and you're just afraid to do it. And it is a scary thing because once you begin to sit with yourself and learn things about yourself, you may not like them. You may not be able to have the excuse of, oh, you know, Johnny down the street is just a mean guy who doesn't like me or so-and-so, you know, just can't accept my flavor of personality, you know, all that crap. Like, the truth can be that maybe you're a douche. <laughs> maybe you're a, a jackass. Who knows? Like, maybe you're just not the best person to sit with. And they're just showing you that. And that's a scary thing. Being able to sit with the discomfort of, hey, I may not be living up to my full potential, or hey, I may not be who I think I am. That's scary, and it does take you out of your comfort zone. And it's only when you get to challenge those and you, you begin to think about, wow, maybe I'm not the person I am, that you actually move towards authenticity. I think the human brain, I think we know this, um, it's wired for staying safe. Our brain's job is to protect us. And usually that is a good thing. Sometimes, though, it's not. Sometimes it's a cog in the machine. It's a, it's a flaw, design flaw. Um, but here's an example, actually. Our brain is, de is designed to keep us safe, okay? Um, public speaking. If you look at public speaking, uh, and let's say you, you spoke one time, you were excited about it, and you got up there, and you did terribly because, let's face it, when you do something the first time, it's probably going to be terrible. That's just a fact. But you get up there, you speak, um, and it, it's horrible. Your brain is learning that. It's saying, okay, public speaking, embarrassment, bad. Now, here's the issue, right? Well, first, that's a good thing, right? Like, just the, the concept of that is a good thing. Your brain is protecting you from feeling this embarrassment again. Who wants to feel embarrassed? Nobody. So your brain's going to protect you from doing that. Now, here's where the issue comes in. Let's say you are drawn to being a motivational speaker. Part of that is public speaking. Like, you got to get up in front of people all the time. Well, if your brain is constantly saying to you, hey, public speaking, embarrassment, bad, it's trying to protect you against something that it should protect you against, but it doesn't serve you in that moment. It doesn't serve your desire to be a motivational speaker. Safety, in most of our experience, means having a tribe. It means belonging somewhere, right? If that's safety for us, then authenticity would not be safe. It just wouldn't be. Because I'm going to be myself, and myself may clash with yourself. And if they clash, I'm no longer safe. What if everybody at your job says, you know what, on Fridays we're going out. We're going out. We're going we're gonna to drink until we're blue in the face. Not really blue in the face. But like we're going to go out. We're going to have drinks, blah, blah, blah. Let's say you don't want to. Let's say you're, you're against drinking. Well, if you don't go out, it may feel to you or it may feel um, to your coworkers like you don't want to be a part of the tribe. 
And biologically, I believe biologically, we are hardwired, excuse me. Biologically, I do think we're hardwired to want to fit with the tribe. If you look back cavemen times, fitting with a tribe meant survival. Once again, your brain keeping you safe. Hey, here's the tribe. If I fit with the tribe, I'm going to survive. It's it's that much harder than to be authentic because now I'm exposed. Now I'm not fitting with this tribe. Now, you know, if it were cavemen times, I could die, right? Like I need a tribe. There's safety in numbers. Research even finds that people report feeling most authentic when their behavior conforms to a specific pattern of qualities, namely when they are extroverted, emotionally stable, conscientious, intellectual, and agreeable. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks because for the people who want to push the envelope, for the people who want to push the world forward, you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself. That's the only way, right? We already have a Steve Jobs, had a Steve Jobs. We don't need another one. We need the the Jason Alexander the third, or you know, I just made that name up. But we need that person. We need you. We need your uniqueness. We need your authenticity. Research has also shown that we view people as less than fully human when they fail to conform to societal conventions. Going back to the the Friday example, oh, you're not going out with us. Societal convention, dude. It's Friday. TGIF. We're gonna have some drinks. It's happy hour. Blah blah blah. Research shows that we view those people as less than fully human when they fail to conform. That's a crazy thought. Our world is literally telling us not to be authentic. Crazy. <laughs> but listen, living inauthentically can be caused by many reasons. Like I said, um, I think it's desire to please. Me personally, through therapy, I've realized I am a people pleaser and I'm pretty sure there are a bunch of us out there um but that's one of the biggest reasons uh for inauthenticity you want to please everybody you don't want to offend people so in turn you confirm you conform the need for uh the need to conform or or the wish to belong to a particular group um is natural right but you have to know yourself. You have to trust yourself. And like I said, to, in order to know yourself, in order to trust yourself, you have to spend time with yourself. And that's a scary thing too. So the question becomes, how do I become more authentic? Now, obviously, I can't pretend to have plumbed the depths of you know, introspection and authenticity. I think it's a learning process. I think we're all learning ourselves. And I think we're all changing. And then that just begins the cycle over again. You know, you, you finally become yourself. You finally know who you are. And, and then you begin to change um, and grow and evolve. Now, granted, your evolution shouldn't change the core value of you. But it does bring in new elements, new pieces of you um, that I think have to be accepted and have to be uh, explored. You know what I mean? So how do you become more authentic? First of all, please get to know yourself. It's scary, but you got to sit with yourself. You have to get, your, get to know yourself better. Explore what you find important in life. It's all about becoming more aware of your personality, your values, your needs. And the only way to do that is to sit with yourself. 
Um, for me, meditation is great. I haven't meditated in a while, though, if I'm being honest. But when I do, I do feel closer to myself. I think that we are, you know, spirits, spiritual beings, um, kind of in just a human body. I don't think we're humans having a having a, a spiritual experience. I think we're spirits having a human experience, uh, human experience. And so for me, um, that meditation, it, it brings in just a quietness, stillness that um, allows you to really explore yourself. So for me, meditation. For you, it may be going to the ocean. Uh, it may be reading a book. I have no clue. But that's the work that you got to do on yourself. That's the, that's the time you need to spend with yourself to figure out what it is that, that brings out that authentic you. Um, part of that is just asking yourself, you know, what do I like? What do I dislike? Right? You know, because that's just as important as the things you like. I personally love food. <laughs> I love food. If I, I, I call myself a foodie. I'm I'm skinny and a lot of people don't think that I eat a bunch of food, but I do. I love food. Um, and so that's something that I like, you know, who knows, like maybe one day I'll incorporate that into some kind of podcast music thing. I have no clue, but I love food. I love um, fashion. I love and I. it's weird because I'm not always the most fashion forward person. Or maybe I am. Maybe it's just my style. My style is very, like, comfortable. I love just being comfortable. Give me a pair of Vans, some some sh- uh, shirts that are just, like, distressed and pants that are distressed. I really don't like shorts, but, you know, I like fashion. I like music. I like um, creativity. I love creativity. Just being able to, to be free to create whatever it is that you want to create. To me, that is the most amazing thing. I personally feel closer to God when I'm creating. And I that, we'll go into that in another podcast, but I think it's because he's a creator. And when I'm creating, I, I feel, I just feel close, but I love those things. Now the things I hate, the things I dislike, man, I don't like being wrong. <laughs> that's, that's work that I need to do on myself. But Um, seriously though, things I don't like, I don't like being outside in the heat. You know, for me, uh, summertime is cool, but I'm not going to go to the beach. Don't ask me. I'm not going to sit out in the sun. I don't like sitting there sweating. That's something that I don't like. It would be inauthentic for me to go to the beach with you and act like I'm having a good time because I'm not. Now, if we're going to Ocean City, right? I live near Ocean City. So if we're going to Ocean City, we're on the boardwalk, we get to duck into the to the shops and get some air conditioning and I can get some some snow cones or something cool. I'm with you all the way. Let's let's do it. But if you're gonna ask me to go sit on the beach, I'm gonna tell you no. I'm gonna tell you no. I have to be in a crazy a crazy like once in a lifetime mood to do that. Or or um, there are times where, I don't know, I'm just feeling like, man, it's 70 degrees and not 90 degrees. So I'll go to the beach. But it has to be that. It can't just be me sitting on the beach. It's, it's just not going to happen. Anyway, I'm I'm talking a bunch. But those are the things that you have to ask yourself. What do I like? What do I don't like? You know, what am I good at? What am I not good at? Me personally, good at creative stuff. 
terrible at math. I failed repeatedly. Like, I do not like math. And it's funny because I'm also kind of a logical person, but not with math. Where I loved, I loved science, right, until they threw math in it. Stoichiometry, I believe, is what it was, but I hated it. I love English. I love words, right? I love being creative. Those things tell me or move me closer to who I am. This kid is creative. He loves words. Hmm, maybe he should be a poet or maybe he should be a songwriter. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, those are the things that are going to help you get closer to your authentic self. Uh, how would you live your ideal life? Uh, so many times we get caught up, like I said, in the rat race. We get caught up in, in money and providing for our lives and providing for our families. And rightfully so. We should think about those things. They definitely take precedence in our lives. But what's the cost? You know what I mean? Like, you always sacrifice something. So ask yourself, like, how would I live my life if money wasn't a thing? My ideal life, what would I do? For me, I would sit in a room and make music all day long. I would do nothing else. I would just sit down and create. And it actually wouldn't have to be just music. I love creating anything. Like I, I, I did some uh, fashion stuff. I, I do photography, videography, music. So anything creative for me, I can get lost in. And sometimes it changes. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it is photography. It, it comes in waves. So finding those things that you're, that you're good at, finding those things you like, finding those things you don't like and you're not good at, asking yourself how would you live your life, especially if money wasn't an option, wasn't, an, uh, wasn't a, a problem, an issue, you know, I only say money, and it can be other things, but I say money because I find that in our society, money is a driving force, right? It's a huge influence. So to me, if you take that out of the equation, you're probably going to get closer to, to what you would actually do. You know what I mean? So take money out. Ask yourself, what do you do, you know, if you didn't have to worry about it? And I think it'll get you closer to being your authentic self. Before I go, I'm going to leave you with this, though. It's a, it's a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. I don't think it could be said any better. I think it's a perfect way to close this podcast episode. Be yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. If you're, if you're feeling like you're inauthentic to who you are, then find your authentic self. If you feel like you don't know who that is, take a chance to, or take some time to explore. Take some time to sit by yourself it's a little scary, but it's definitely worth it. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast and I will catch you on the flippy dip. That's terrible. I'll catch you later. <laughs> yo, yo, if you enjoyed this episode of The Writer's Block, make sure you tune in every Wednesday. If you're an artist, you're gonna love it. I want this podcast to be your home. I want it to be a place for you to take a step back, find new inspiration and get back to doing what you love what you do best and that's creating so make sure you join me on wednesdays and hopefully i can get you out of that rut that we call the writer's block i remember those nights stuck in my head sun in your eyes